0: Did you ever see those clickbait lists online? They're usually titled 101 Films You Have To See Before You Die. They pop up every once in a while. But tell the truth, how many have you actually seen?
1: These movies are so ingrained in the fabric of modern pop culture through references and homages that you'd be forgiven for thinking that you'd actually seen them.
0: So why not join me, Sam, a self-confessed cinephile who currently works in the film and television industry and even went to university to study film and TV. The only issue is, I've not seen many films.
1: And me, Joel, a man who likes films a lot, but is constantly described by his friends as overly anal and picky. But I'll let you decide.
0: Each week, we will break down and review a different film, from zany cult classics to what many describe as cinematic masterpieces.
1: Do these films deserve the legacy they've been given, or are they just overrated, bloated rubbish? Let's find out. As this week, we discuss Hacksaw Ridge.
0: This is a 1001 Movies We Have Not Seen. Hacksaw Ridge, a 2016 film directed by Mel Gibson.
1: <laughs> okay, Braveheart. You've not seen Braveheart though, have you?
0: This is the first Mel Gibson film I've seen when he's the director.
1: I don't know if he directed Braveheart or not I know who's the producer
0: I believe he directed Braveheart he directed Passion of the Christ and he directed Apocalypto all films I've not seen
1: I've only seen Braveheart which we won't be watching on the
0: podcast (laughs) (laughs) oh I don't know we might run out of films eventually
1: oh yeah yeah it's I I rewatched it, like, less than a year ago, thinking, ah, oh, this is a really good film when I was younger. Let's watch it now, and I and uh, yeah, not aged well.
0: Oh, okay, not
1: aged well. It's it's way way sillier than I remember it. Interesting, for quite a serious topic. Well, I'm gonna premise this episode saying. You know Marvel fatigue? I think yeah. I'm starting to get war film fatigue.
0: Okay, yes. Thank you for saying that. Um. So, uh, so you're going to get, and I'm going to do, it is going to be a slightly different episode for me. So you're going to get a stream of my consciousness as I watch <laughs> this film for the first time. As it went on, I was making notes. So you're just going to get my stream of of notes. And I think I'm going to do scores on the doors as I go. And it's going to adapt as the film goes on. I'm going to update it.
1: Oh, I can't wait for this.
0: (laughs) So, yeah. I think, Joel, go with the plot.
1: Just go with the plot. Okay, right. In 1925, Lynchburg, Virginia... Young Desmond Doss nearly kills his brother during roughhousing. That event and his seven-day Adventist upbringing reinforces Desmond's belief in the commandment, Thou shalt not kill. Fifteen years later, Doss takes an injured man to hospital and meets a nurse, Dorothy Shute. They strike up a romance, and Doss tells Dorothy of his interest in medical work. I think the first thing to talk about is... uh, just like Inglourious when with Brad Pitt's accent, which seems ridiculous, but is apparently really accurate. Andrew Garfield's accent in this is pretty ridiculous,
0: but probably accurate. Opens on a little voiceover, doesn't it? And you hear it, and I went, oh, that's Andrew Garfield doing not a great southern accent. <laughs> um, it might be accurate, but... but he's quite ooh. a
1: serious actor. As in, it's he takes himself very seriously.
0: Sort of the Forrest Gump effects, isn't it? Where, yes, this is a real accent, but I don't think I've ever heard this accent in person with someone no. doing it seriously. I've only ever seen an actor doing it, so it does seem a little bit hammed up and sort of fake it was, and silly. It, was,
1: it was an annoying accent, though.
0: I think I had the same issue when he was Spider-Man, though, as well. It's seeing. British actor doing an American accent.
1: Yeah, but it's fine in-house.
0: Yes, fair play. Hugh Laurie does an amazing job, and I'm not.
1: But Hugh Laurie's a better actor than Andrew Garfield. <gasps> <Ooh.
0: Ooh. Whoa. laughs> don't make me cut that, Joel. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sorry, it's my opinion. Oh, okay. I don't it's... work in the industry. I can say what I like.
0: Um, It's I don't know five out of ten this big it, but yeah. it's just average um even in hindsight, knowing that it's the the setting up of his sort of thou shalt not kill sort of I shall not I shall do no harm sort of upbringing, even knowing that I don't fully understand why it's in the film. And it's fine. Hugo Weaving's quite good. As a drunk, I don't care father. Who's yeah. a bit of PTSD. Although um, almost
1: feels like a stereotype.
0: Big old it? stereotype, yeah. Um,
1: like... I don't know. For Hugo Weaving, it kind of feels a bit drama school. <laughs>
0: this whole... Beginning I'm a bit, part. a bit too
1: spicy tonight, I need to calm down.
0: No, I, I agree with you. It does seem a little bit fake. It's, it's, it's part of this film where I was going, why, why am I sort of watching this? What? Where is this going? This film does a really good job of sort of subverting your expectations.
1: Uh, which is interesting, because it's not very complex.
0: No. But yeah. On with the plot
1: after the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor brings the United States into World War II, Doss enlists in the United States Army to serve as a combat medic. His father, Tom, a PTSD-ridden First World War veteran, is deeply upset by the decision. Desmond and Dorothy get engaged.
0: Okay. Desmond and Dorothy.
1: Yes. <sighs> <laughs> you know when uh, characters in a movie don't have any chemistry whatsoever apart from both being really good looking.
0: Uh, she didn't seem like a normal human being though. <laughs> no. I kept watching it going, is this like a CG version of Amy Adams? Or oh, yeah. Isla Fisher? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that generic red-headed woman. And I'm gonna, <laughs> I just, it was like I recognised her but I didn't
1: yeah
0: it was just and they had this really (laughs) cheesy romantic story that i did i will say grow to it grew on me yeah it did but that initial meeting in the hospital is the stupidest bloody thing i've ever seen in my life yeah it's like love heart eyes He drifts over to her and he's like, I want to give you my blood. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, you can't give me your blood. I don't know who you are.
1: This has to stay in. Um...
0: (laughs) Why? It's that initial meeting. That initial meeting sets it up as just. It tarnishes the relationship because they do end up having quite a nice relationship and I buy it and the chemistry gets better but it starts on the floor. It starts (laughs) in the basement and then you're crawling up.
1: You have to properly suspend your disbelief, don't you? Yeah. (laughs) There's a lot of that in this film.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Good lord.
1: DOS is placed in basic training under the command of Sergeant Howell. He excels physically, but comes a pariah among his fellow soldiers for refusing to handle a rifle and train on Saturdays. Howell and Captain Glover attempt to discharge Doss for psychiatric reasons under Section 8, but are overruled, as Doss's religious beliefs do not constitute mental illness. They subsequently torment Doss by putting him through gruelling labour, intending to drive Doss out. Despite being beaten one night by his fellow soldiers, he refuses to identify his attackers.
0: 8 out of 10.
1: Yeah. We all like a training montage, don't we?
0: It gets a lot better here. And I won't lie, this is what I thought the film was going to be. Yeah. And would continue to be. It's this. Mm -hmm. I'm a conscientious objector trying to... trying to serve my country do you know what i mean and it, it is good and i sort of then you get sort of him dealing with his family still and some flashbacks and sort of it grew on me it this made the first part apart from that dorky first meeting it just made the whole thing a little bit better for me I
1: like this section yeah i agree i thought some of the side characters were a bit much um it,
0: it yeah it's a big old
1: i did like this and i don't know about you but when vince vaughn first came on the screen i went
0: oh it's vince vaughn it's yep. vince Vaughn!" Uh, talk about characters i was not expecting to see <laughs> shout <laughs> out to psycho 1997 Vince Vaughn <laughs> doing whatever he's doing here, but ooh, I fully totally like, believe
1: it. <laughs> I quite like Vince Vaughn, but I he like does just it. play. He just he, he is just Vince Vaughn. He's in a sergeant's costume, isn't he? Here heres the issue.
0: It, this character is verging on comedic. Yeah, and I and I don't think it's Vince Vaughn. I think it's written slightly comedic. And then they've cast Vince Vaughn going. Oh, we need someone to be slightly comedic. And then Vince Vaughn's gone. I don't. I don't want to be slightly comedic with this. I want to be deadly serious. And then it doesn't work.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't think I, I'm less harsh, harsh on it, but I it it, it was just Vince Vaughn in a costume to me. But yes, he did play it very very seriously. You're not wrong.
0: It, that 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 yeah. When he's given all the nicknames to the other soldiers i i liked that i thought it was quite funny Mm. but obviously he's just playing it 100 percent deadpan
1: yeah but then vince vaughn is deadpan isn't
0: he he is but
1: he just mumbles his way through movies
0: oh
1: he's got such an iconic voice he's got such an iconic voice i can't do a vince vaughn impression so i'm just quietly waiting for you to move on
0: uh, you do the plot <laughs>
1: <laughs> Right then, Doss's unit completes basic training and is released on leave, during which Doss intends to marry Dorothy, but his refusal to carry a firearm leads to an arrest for insubordination. Captain Glover and Dorothy visit Doss in jail and try to convince him to plead guilty so that he could be released without charge but Doss refuses to compromise his beliefs. At his court-martial, Doss pleads not guilty, but before he is sentenced, his father barges into the tribunal with a letter from his former commanding officer, now Brigadier General, stating that his son's pacifism is protected by the US Constitution. The charges against Doss are dropped, and he and Dorothy are married.
0: Another eight, nine out of ten. It's just great. I re- I'm i really liking this part of the film. And we've had a few films back to back now, Joel, that sort of fly by.
1: Yes. This section. This...
0: Mm. No, I, I, quite the opposite, I feel. Really? I thought this section is about an hour because I thought this was the whole film. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, oh, it must be near the end now. Um Maybe we'll get a, a bit of him at war, but like, this is it. Yeah. Nope, not even halfway through. And I was going, interesting, where's this film now going to go? Because that felt like quite a complete film. You've got him struggling through his basic training. Everyone saw sort of gross to like him. You, good character arcs there. Male bonding. America. And then it keeps, <laughs> keeps going. Ah, okay. To become a completely different film.
1: I I I felt this was like an extended intro. Uh, it, when I watched it,
0: mm, I really liked it. Yes, up to this point, like <laughs> genuinely, it's just it's something I hadn't really seen. I've bit of foreshadowing there, maybe a little bit of foreshadowing. <laughs> um, yeah. Just, interesting Mm -hmm. it's just it's a film i've never really seen before i was going this is really interesting obviously i knew about conscientious objectors yeah um i'd I'd sort of forgotten that it was for religious reasons that a lot of people didn't do it Mm -hmm. and i just thought it added something quite interesting seeing how a conscientious objector would get through basic training and you get like your courtroom scene which is quite a all bit and his dad's trying to get in and i'm just like this is really good mm. this is really good character drama
1: and then Doss's unit is assigned to the 77th infantry division and deployed to the pacific theater during the battle of okinawa Doss's unit will relieve the 96th infantry division which was tasked with ascending and securing actual ridge During the initial fight, with heavy losses on both sides, Doss saves the life of his squadmate, Smitty, earning his respect. As the Americans camp for the night, Doss reveals to Smitty that his aversion to holding a firearm stems from nearly shooting his drunken father, who threatened his mother with a gun. Smitty apologises for doubting his courage, and they both reconcile. We just get straight into generic war film, don't we?
0: Yeah, I reckon they've seen Saving Private Ryan?
1: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it mm. it just goes straight generic for war film and you know when I, I said at the start I'm starting to get war film fatigue this this section is war film fatigue
0: for me. I was phasing out I was not engaged anymore I'm going oh, what a 3 out of 10 drop in quality whoo yeah, it plummeted in this moment for me. It, that... Suddenly we started getting some dodgy-ass CG. Would you, just, would you think
1: uh... that independently, not having seen a bunch of war films in the last month?
0: But what war films have I seen?
1: Apocalypse Now, Saving Private Ryan. There's another one, but I can't remember.
0: But Apocalypse Now was so different.
1: It was very different.
0: Um, maybe having seen... Saving Private Ryan first, but then this was boring. This whole bit is boring. Mm. It's it's uh, it did not become clear to me for quite a while that they were actually fighting the Japanese. Yeah. Until we first see them, and I go, "Oh wait, where are we? What what's going on?" Because it literally hard cuts, and they're like, "Oh, we're here now." By the way, yeah. We're not. We're not dealing with them traveling it's like congratulations you're in the army you can continue your training cool with six months later you're fully trained and in war it's just a weird hard cut to a completely different film like this you could have not had all that beginning bit really because it apart from the occasional conversation
1: they're two different stories yeah
0: it's two completely different films sort of mushed together.
1: Kind of restarts the arc as well, doesn't it?
0: Completely, yeah. You get this this is what I was saying though about that first hour, is it's almost a complete film. If you stretched out with a few more scenes, a few more bits of him struggling, that's a film. You've got a conscientious objector getting through basic training, which is I think an interesting enough story as it is. And then you yeah dives and quality and pacing and everything just literally hard resets. um you get some not that great battle sequences whereas like and i'm going to compare it again i'm going to compare it to saving private Ryan quite a lot well, which did things harsh. so practically <laughs> yeah it, it, that initial beach assault scene in Saving Private Ryan is so visually like overwhelming and practical and you don't know where you're looking and this you're going, "Oh, look at all that dodgy CG of bodies exploding.
1: I think in comparison um. to other war films as well because we've had like Dunkirk and 1917 which were they're one watch wonders because there's not much story to either of them so I can't see myself watching them twice but for that one watch, they were cinematic masterpieces. Which yeah, I bring a high level to war films. Therefore, the war films need really good characters, which this does have but doesn't use all the way through?
0: No, they all of that building of characters that they do in the first half of this film sort of vanishes here. Mm. And they are almost relegated to cameos. Yeah. It's really, it's like they made the first film, they went, this is really good, and then they went out now we're going to make a sequel where they're at war oh, but we can't actually really get all the actual cast back um, so we're just going to, we're going to have them cameo in this film uh, you yeah, remember those, remember those from the first half of the film, yeah, they're still here <laughs> and it's
1: and uh, they didn't make a huge impact in the first part of the film, so
0: no, which was an issue There's I had, certain, but imagine if I was just
1: like Oh, yeah, that was that guy. Oh, yeah. I oh, yeah, sort of Chief, remember where have
0: you been? <laughs> oh. oh, there you are, naked Hollywood man. There you are. It's Imagine if they'd have put 20, 30 more minutes into training, really getting to know those characters. And, and then, cut then to the last you scene. could have <laughs> cut, yeah, cut to the last scene, basically. Just have yeah. a little bit. You could easily write around that. There we go, fixing films with Sam and Joel. (laughs) Put all this sort of initial bit out, have maybe introduction to actual rage, but cut all this filler out of just mindless we've seen saving private riot. It's almost like a cartoon, isn't it? Some of this combat. There's a point when someone's shot in the head twice and I I wanted to rewind it, but I just didn't. I swear he looks at his mate and he goes, like, ooh, and then dies. Yeah. Like, it, 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 his head doesn't, but he's like, pew, pew. And then there's literally a moment, like, where a character runs and there's a smoke shadow in their place or a dust cloud. He gets shot and he's still in position and then dies. And I'm like, really? Is, is that what we're going for? We're not going for the dramatic death. We're going with slightly comical Yeah. Bring you out of the film because weird tone odd.
1: That we'll get into the more sort of weird tone bits as well as it goes on. Because it it this film is a little bipolar between being light hearted and heavy.
0: I don't think it knows what it wants to be. No.
1: It it it's a bit like Mel Gibson's other films.
0: <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, it's if a bit this like is
1: a this theme. is like this is like Braveheart.
0: Oh, okay. It, it
1: interplays very serious and often gruesome and horrific scenes with bits of comedy, but it doesn't do it all that well.
0: Yeah, I mean, this one, I think, was written with bits of comedy. And then none of the actors did the comedy.
1: The next morning, the Japanese launch a massive counterattack and drive the Americans off the escarpment. Smitty is killed, and Howell and several of Doss's comrades are left injured on the battlefield. Doss hears the cries of the dying soldiers and returns to save them, carrying the wounded and Smitty's body to the cliff edge and belaying them down by rope, each time praying to save one more. The arrival of dozens of wounded who have been presumed dead comes as a shock to the rest of the unit below. When day breaks, Dos rescues Howl, and they both escape Hackshore under enemy fire.
0: Six out of ten. Yeah. Get it, it, it gets a little bit samey samey mm. but it it suddenly it changes. It, now it,
1: this bit is a bit it it's reveling in its own glory.
0: Yeah. It? But it's unique.
1: It indulges itself for quite a long time in this section. Which is not I, a bad thing because no. it's an heroic act.
0: Yeah, I think you could... But it does go on for a long time. You could tighten this up, I think. Mm-hmm. And I would be happy for... almost for us to cut to this part. From that first hour straight to this, So yes. you know I mean, just go straight. We're in the middle of a battle. No one knows what's going on. There's been a big attack. Don't show the attack. Just cut straight to it, and you could also, just you have could, him in there.
1: Yeah, you could almost have like the the hammer go down from the judge saying, "Doors, you're gonna you're gonna be allowed in." Hammer go down to like the same time as an explosion and he's in this situation.
0: Yeah, and he's just got to f- figure out... It's like record scratch. He just does
1: a hard cut. Yeah, hard, hard cut.
0: Yeah. Here's how I got here. No, uh, it's just sort <laughs> of... You might
1: be else How did I get We're <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll it into a cheesy 80s rom-com now, but maybe it'll work. Um... Yeah, no, I really liked this bit It was suddenly different It wasn't trying to be Saving Private Ryan It was its own thing It was back to being the conscientious objector During war Which is something I learned about at school years ago But didn't really learn about, if that makes sense This gave me a physical representation of what that was like Hmm And I felt like I was learning stuff. And it was like, oh my god, this is harrowing. And this is interesting that these people did exist. And somehow made it through the war without firing a gun.
1: Well, I think some of them were lucky and some of them weren't. I think this this movie does highlight that the, the, the system wasn't set up for them. They were trying to get as many men on the battlefield as possible, especially in like the UK. Um, And I think there will be a few exceptions, but there'll be also a lot of
0: failures. Yeah, you always hear about those lucky few, but you don't hear about the thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, of failed attempts.
1: Yeah, I I think there would have been a lot of people just told to get on with it. Or mm. court-martialed.
0: Yeah. It's the dark side of war that everyone sort of glosses over. <laughs>
1: Which I'm making comments on with my extensive knowledge of <laughs> PhD. <in> not war. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I'm making assumptions. Probably.
0: Yeah. <laughs> On with the plot.
1: (laughs) On with the plot before we say something that gets us in trouble. Captain Glover apologizes for dismissing Doss's beliefs as cowardice and states that they are scheduled to retake the ridge on Saturday but will not launch the next attack without him. Doss agrees, but the operation is delayed until after he concludes his Sabbath prayers. With reinforcements, they turn the tide of the battle. In an ambush set by Japanese soldiers who pretend to surrender, Doss manages to save Glover and the others by defecting enemy grenades. Doss is wounded by a grenade blast, but the battle is won. Doss is lowered from the cliff, clutching the Bible that Dorothy had given to him.
0: Six out of ten.
1: Feel like the movie was just going on a bit. With
0: yeah, this one. It's...
1: We kind of had the big final scene. Yeah. And then...
0: It's like it were Yeah, but they need... They, they need do to need win to win ca- the war. Yeah,
1: they need to win. Which I kind of <sighs> don't think they did need to take
0: it. No. Because
1: that wasn't the point. The point is he tried to save... He saved as many lives as he could. Yeah. I think it's... that's where this film gets a little bit confused. Whether it's about the war or about the character.
0: I think, it, yeah... Because it really, yeah, it's, it's character, 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 war, war, war. It, it, you're exactly right there. It almost does a hard pivot and goes, yeah, but now we're on the war. And... It's
1: almost like it's not brave enough to go like full theory of everything
0: or something like that. It's interesting, isn't it? It's It's an interesting tone that it tries to take and balance, but it doesn't really do well um it's enjoyable ish yeah but then it it again it switches back to saving Bravo ryan but this and dabbles
1: this dabbles with being a brilliant film doesn't it
0: it really does it's like oh baby baby one toe in one toe out yeah we're gonna tease you with with this character and then we're gonna rip off Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> yeah, um, it's. I don't know. To be honest with you, it confused me. I think, and it was it was a roller coaster because, weirdly, I would have expected, and most people, probably, really enjoy these war bits with the action and and the explosions and the confusion and what's going on and the battle and all these soldiers pretending to surrender and then blowing them literally like kamikaze ing the enemy do you know what i mean but i thought this was the boring bit yes. i really liked learning about this character and his his life almost the polar opposite of what I think it's trying to push at me
1: it I feel like it gets confused between being a good story driven character drama and trying to be a summer epic blockbuster and it just doesn't have the scale to be that big summer blockbuster all the action really but it tries and fails, which is almost worse than not trying and just being a character story. I think I think a lot of these scenes where he's with his comrades and stuff like that and saving them could be a lot smaller in scale and tighter and focus more on them and take a bit more time over them, which is weird because I was complaining about the, it being long, but that's because it had... That section being long, but that's because it kind of had long bits where there was no character development. There was no story, really. It was just pushing on.
0: Yeah, I can't imagine this in a cinema. It's giving me TV movie or TV show like Band of Brothers... More than it's given me epic blockbuster saving Private Ryan.
1: So, I've got a confession to make. This is not my first time watching this film. This okay. is the second time watching this film. And I actually watched this in cinema. And I enjoyed it a lot more in cinema than I did on TV at home.
0: Interesting.
1: Which kind of contradicts what I was saying. But I, I think in the cinema, it got swept up with it all a lot more. Mm. I movies, think, movies are better in cinema, though.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say I think that's true for almost all films. There's, there's something about that experience. Yeah, but I'm, um, um, but I'm trying to imagine. This doesn't have those epic set pieces that look amazing on a giant screen it's always quite claustrophobic It's it doesn't, it's but, it, it's, it doesn't lo-
1: but I came out of that film going wow that's a good film and mm. then I watched it again last week and thought "Ah, it's not as good as I remember it I couldn't tell you what swept me up so much because it was a, quite a long time ago this came out um or, maybe, I've just watched more films now, critically, through the podcast, and I'm just a bit more critical now.
0: Yeah, you've probably grown as a person in the past eight years since this film came out. Um,
1: yeah.
0: yeah. Older, if not wiser. There's Yeah, there's content that I would have watched eight years ago that I probably wouldn't watch now, and my tastes sort would of have changed. I think um, from my
1: first watch to my second watch once you know it's not going to end after training and you know that there's going to be the battle it's quite a straightforward predictable story on rewatch
0: uh it was and upon it's watching actually
1: it quite a dull rewatch
0: uh, yeah upon watching it for the first time it became quite this whole Bit became really sort of A to B to C to D. I could almost tell you exactly what was going to happen.
1: Yeah, because it had to happen to complete the story.
0: You knew that he was going to redeem himself. You knew he was probably going to save all his platoon, and it just became a.
1: That was the only way he could have done it as well.
0: Yeah, and I knew he was going to come across his brother. Because why would you introduce a brother and say he's gone off to war if that character's never gonna He's Chekhov's going you know it's gonna come back, yeah it's just not pulled off right. It's just a little that's my brother, cool moving on that that's <laughs> nothing like I'm like what like he isn't it what it doesn't kill his brother? that would have had more of an impact. Yeah. Have him trying to save his brother and he loses him. The one person he can't save is his brother. Oh. Have him have a breakdown. Give that some emotional stakes because there is not a single emotional stake in this film.
1: Ah, yes. You don't fear for the character, do you?
0: Not at all. He had a weird suit of armour around him. Yeah. Um,
1: And you almost had to suspend your disbelief because there's Bullets pinging off everywhere, and everything, yeah. and you. Think, and I, mm, no, not really.
0: I couldn't figure out why he had that suit of armor and plot armor because I've seen films like Saving Private Ryan where they kill the main character. Um,
1: Quite often, and I films.
0: think you should do the next bit of plot.
1: The film switches to real photos and footage revealing that Doss was a real person and was awarded the Medal of Honor by President Harry S. Truman for rescuing 75 soldiers at Hacksaw Ridge, as well as real-life footage of Doss just before his death, recounting his experiences during the war.
0: 10 out of 10. The moment, oh my god, I wish I'd have been filming my face when I realised that this was real. And this happened. Because, good lord, what? I It's it's an
1: incredible story.
0: I had no idea this was a true story. The film, as far as I'm aware, unless I missed it, does not tell you that this is a true story or based on a true story or any of this actually happened.
1: Which is an odd choice, isn't it?
0: Yeah, but then you get that reveal. And... I think, and I've said it a few times, and it's happened quite a few times. People remember the end of a film, and that's what's left with them. Mm. If that makes sense, and it's a shame that <laughs> the this, best bit was at the start. But but then this really sort of changed my outlook on this film because suddenly. I don't have a problem with the plot armor because of course he has plot armor because he survived Uh, and was... I
1: don't know. I think I'm still a little bit critical of that because I think this is an incredible story but I don't think it's told as well as it could have been.
0: No. I will 100% agree with you there. This is not executed in the best way possible.
1: And I think this... I think Mel Gibson gets away with a lot because it's such an incredible story. I definitely knew it was a true story when I went to go see it in a cinema before I started watching it. So possibly some of the advertisement campaign for the film made it clear that it was a true story.
0: Mm. Whereas I have no memory of this film coming out, no memory of even hearing about this film. So I've gone into this 100% uncontaminated like i have had zero exposure to anything to do with this film
1: no preconceptions wow
0: and it really reminded me of one of my favorite tv shows of all time chernobyl and you sit there and watch four hours of this complete lunacy that seems so far-fetched and made up To tell a better story. And then there is maybe like 20 minutes of just these sort of cards telling you, oh, by the way, this person was real and they're still alive. This person was real and they're still alive. This actually happened. This actually happened. And your jaw is on the floor just because every doubt you had gone, oh my God, it happened. It might not have happened exactly the way they were saying it happened, but this happened. I think and was real.
1: I think Chernobyl is a great one to bring up because I think Chernobyl is an incredible story told expertly. Whereas yeah. this is an incredible story told well,
0: told well. Yeah, and um, not badly,
1: not badly at all. Not acted badly is... or anything, but it was it was just well. And I think yeah, the context and the content of the story especially it being true holds this film to a higher standard than it deserves even though i agree i enjoy it so i will be giving it a good score of course but if this didn't have a backing in truth it would be much lower
0: if this was yeah if this was fictional it wouldn't be as good
1: i don't i don't I, i i'm I I mean I am saying this is like a pretty all time great film, it deserves to be on this list. But not because of Mel Gibson's directing or direction.
0: I I think I agree with you there. Yeah. It's it's such an interesting film to think about. Goals on the doors.
1: It's your turn to go first, actually
0: okay and it's a it's really amazing how much it fluctuated (laughs) yeah up and down up and down um and i would if you'd have asked me yeah if you'd have asked us for score at the moment i saw it was a true story and i said 10 out of 10 which it's not gonna get because and i'm so happy that i made notes as i went along with my scores because it made me say this is a perfectly passable mid film it's not amazing it has amazing points not really it's a 6 out of 10 that's what it settles on Ooh, standard six
1: out of 10 yeah i think i'll give it oh i was going to give it a 7
0: okay yeah i think that's fine a 6 and a 7
1: i i think it's harder for me because i'd already seen it mm and on a rewatch, it just isn't as good. I'm not scoring the rewatch. I should be scoring the first watch. I did enjoy it a lot more on the first watch. Bit of a cop out. Sorry, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to go for seven. No, I'm.
0: I think I'm perfectly fair. Yeah, yeah. This film's yeah. a bit of a cop out.
1: <laughs> it is. I think it's. It's very America.
0: It's sort of... But it's not, really. Saving Private Ryan was more America. Do you think? I don't think it knew what it wanted to be. It wanted to be anti-war, but then he wanted to make a war film. Do you know what I mean? I had really war film did Yeah, oh, I,
1: didn't, I didn't feel like it was anti-war. It's,
0: I think it was... It absolutely is. The main character's a... Pacifist. ...conscientious objector. Yeah. He's religious. It shows how brutal the army are. But then it, it, it they then gets confused and goes, oh, no, wait, we're American. Um, Army good, Brotherhood. Um, yeah. Oh, look, we're going to remake Seven Brothers, Ryan. Yeah, you like war. People blowing up. Boom, boom, boom. I don't know. I'm all over the place.
1: <laughs> On to next week?
0: Yeah. Uh, we've had a listener write in and request that we watch to catch a thief. By Alfred Hitchcock.
1: Oh god, okay. Here we go. Another Alfred yeah. Hitchcock film.
0: We've not I mean we've not watched one since Psycho. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know.
0: This is apparently the golden age of Hitchcock, so I I okay. would be, I'm keen to see what he's got at his best, you know what I mean? Uh yeah, sure. Let's do it. Like you're gonna do the outro.
1: I conscientiously object to doing this outro. I sound a oh. bit like Nixon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Bye. 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 Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the One Thousand One Movies We Have Not Seen Podcast. You can subscribe to us on your podcasting platform of choice, or follow us on Insta at one thousand and one movies not seen pod. We have new episodes every Thursday. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next week.
1: I like a drink as much as the next man. Oh. Unless that next man is Mel Gibson.
0: <laughs> 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 oh, killer.